This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to share with you author and social media friends or foe. Now, authors get a lot of mixed advice when it comes to social media. Uh, today, let's talk about different author approaches and tips and tricks to make social media work for you. In this post, I'm sharing notes from two different panels from Worldcon. From the titular panel, Francesca T. Barbini, Gareth Powell, and Georgina Kamsika discussed if social media was our friend or our foe. And in social media, tips and tricks, Brenda Nizzo, Stevie Finnegan, Lydia Giddens, and Pablo Defendini shared their experiences with us. So let's start off with the top three things you should know about social media. First off, commit to a platform. Pick one, whichever one you're most comfortable with, and just build from there. If you do want to try them all, you're going to need a team or you're going to run yourself ragged. Ask me how I know. Secondly, pay attention to what you're looking for. Are you looking for a connection or quick sales? Those are going to be two very different approaches. And third, be yourself. Be authentic. So, We've addressed this next question before, but these are from advice from the panelists of people who do this sort of thing for a living and not just me talking. So should you have separate private and public accounts? Well, as always, for all things writer related, it depends. Do you have a business or a family that you want to keep out of the social eye? If so, it's a good strategy. Otherwise, it's up to personal preference. Some people don't, some people can't. Their public life is their private life, and some people are glad to know where the division lies. You should look at your profile and see if what appeals to your current friends and followers is what's going to appeal to the people you want um, to be in the audience for your works. If they're in alignment, then you're good. If not, you might want to consider a split between public and private persona. So what are the best methods to engage others? Now, these overlap a lot with things I've said. So of course, I think the panelists were right on. Um, honesty, offering to help others, uh, feeding positivity, Twitter polls, apparently they're great for engagement. Um, Acting like your social media platform is your own personal pub and just chatting with people who come. And quoting slash tagging people who are talking about you. Check out what so-and-so said about my post, etc. Now note things like hashtag author lifts. Um, for those who don't know, it's a Twitter hashtag in which you tag people and then everybody comments and follows everybody else. It's just a big, basically, author, writer, follow loop. These things are going to find you writers, not readers, not your audience. It's almost a way to game your account to get more followers. Um, they talked about this in the panel. Confession, I have used these. Um, 
but most of the people on the hashtag are looking for followers and not friends. But that doesn't mean that's all they're looking for. Many writers are also readers and look to your community and friends to see what sort of connection you can build. So we just talked about one. Let's let's just high level. How many hashtags should I use? I mean, what's the whole hashtag thing? Um, suggested on Instagram, 30, 30. I don't even know 30 hashtags for Instagram. I'm gonna have to work on that. On Twitter, they suggest using three. That that actually seems a little low. I, I usually end up between three and seven. Clearly I need to cut back. And for people who are still using Tumblr, only the first five um, hashtags show. So you don't really need more than that because they're not really gonna show up. So let's talk about the individual different types of social media. First, ways to make Twitter more useful. A tweet stays in a feed for approximately 17 minutes. Uh, it's recommended that if you have something to share that tweeting maybe every two hours helps keep you in the public eye. More often just before a big event because people see the people they've been responding to more frequently. So if people have been recently interacting with you, your tweets are going to show up on their feed. Um, another thing to do on Twitter is to pin either your intro or your most recent book by link so that when people check out your profile, they can easily see what you're about and what you have to offer. Um, when you start to get more than a thousand followers, which easier than it sounds like. Um, you're going to want to start making Twitter lists if you want to even have a chance at being able to consistently interact with people. Otherwise, a thousand people tweet in once a day and you're not going to see any, everything. Um, so suggested lists, uh, Twitter lists are close friends, a work list, uh, local emergency feed in case something's going on in your area. You're like, what are those ambulance fire truck noises? Um, mentors, people you look up to and want to emulate. That's a good list to have. Uh, book Twitter, etc. Do note you can have these lists as public so people know that they've been added to them or private so it's just for you. With a feed, you can click on it and then you see, sorry, with a list, you can click on it and see a feed of just the people or the tweet, Twitter hashtags that you followed. Another way to make Twitter useful is to curate your own list. You don't have to follow everyone that follows you. If you feel that they're not the type of person that is that appeals to you or is going to be an audience for you, there's no reason to add them to your list. They're not what you're looking for. Um, don't, and don't, and, and on the same thread as curating your list, don't hesitate to block someone from Twitter who is harassing you or thinks Twitter is a dating site. Still annoys me. Um, note, if someone's frustrating you, but 
they're still a good contact, you may want to try muting them. The site does not tell them they've been muted. It just means you don't see them showing up on your feed. You don't see what they say. And that might be a good way for people who need a timeout, but maybe not forever. So next, Facebook. Facebook is typically a slightly older dem demographic than Twitter. Uh, Facebook ads are apparently more effective than boosts. Who knew? But you do have to pick your target demographic carefully. Uh, personal pages have far better reach right now than author pages. Even, um, even if you reach the friend limit, which is I think 5,000 friends, people can still follow your personal page. And Facebook is currently actively throttling cross posts, especially to Patreon or say WordPress. It might be best uh, for visibility for you to put the link to any outside stuff in the first comment instead of in the post itself. Next social media thing, let's talk about newsletter tips. What? If you've been following some of you you, you probably might remember that I both A, hate email myself, and B, have an email newsletter. Some of you reading this are reading this in your new email because that's how you like to consume media. That's perfectly fine. Just because that's not how I do it doesn't mean that I want to force you all to sit down with an RSS feed. I get that it's a little dated now. Um, so a mailing list is something you own. If Facebook shuts down tomorrow, you can still get your content and news to these followers. Listservs, MySpace, even G Plus has gone the way of the dodo. Internet communities are never guaranteed. So that said, emailing can be time consuming, but it can be very rewarding. Try not to send news more than like once a month or a quarter. I do send my weekly roundups, but you can opt in or out of those. Subscribe. Um, email viewers do tend to skew to an older demographic. MailChimp is the only one anyone in either of the panels recommended, which is actually what I used. Um, do try to make avoid certain keywords. I don't have a list, but one that was mentioned was freebies because if it sounds too much like spam, the filter's gonna catch you and your readers might not see your post. Um, if you're sending the email yourself instead of like MailChimp, the email system, if you send out too many of the same emails or have too many addressees, might label you as spam and therefore your viewers might not see your emails. Also, if you do send them out yourself, do use the BCC option. Under two, you can expand and there should be two other fields as well as the, the address field. One that says CC, which is for carbon copy, and one that's BCC for blind carbon copy. If you click that, first off, nobody else knows who's getting the email besides them. And secondly, if they click reply all, no one else is getting that email. You can save everyone from reply all with blind carbon copies. Um, okay, next up, let's go from the older demographic to the youngest demographic, Snapchat. 
It's a way to connect, but not necessarily to sell products. In case you're unfamiliar with Snapchat, it is a chat program that's mostly used to share photos, snaps, with filters and maybe added text. You can chat back and forth with individuals. Um, you can send a single snap to a multitude of individuals, or you can share it with your followers or publicly as a story. A story will disappear after it's been watched or 24 hours, something like that. Um, as a note, this is a younger demographic. You can't schedule these, but stories are a good way to reach all of your followers and feel, you know, in the moment and whatever else Snapchat's about. I need to get better at this. I do have a Snapchat because I have an everything, but I'm a very bad Snapchat user. So yeah. Um, stats to watch. When you start doing social media, there are dozens of numbers that for every site you use, analytics pages for Facebook and Twitter, and even YouTube has one. I get the monthly report from that. What do you need to pay attention to? Well, one, you want to pay attention to demographics. Um, who you're building an audience with, you probably want to match what you're putting out there. If you know, you're know you writing for children, you might want to try and approach where the children are. If you're writing for adults, you want to build an audience there. Um, secondly, you want to pay attention to your like and your click rates. You can do um, experiments and find out which type of posts do better. And if there's a timing component, try different things, but try them over periods of time and see what tends to resonate better with your audience. So that's a lot of social media. I know I've talked a lot about social media in the past. I'll share some links, um, but there are also tools that can help you. Yay. Everyone from solo artists to corporations are using them. So a few hints on using tools. First, if you're going to schedule your posts, you should still comment and interact outside of the scheduled posts. Otherwise, you might as well be a bot. Secondly, try to remember time zones and viewing habits for different platforms. Um, I've started to find that Twitter is more active right after like work or school lets out. And my WordPress feed is most active, you know, first thing in the morning when they're checking their email or drinking their coffee or whatever. I, I don't know who's absorbing what when. Hey, let me know. Let me know in the comments below. When are you watching this? I'm just curious. So, um, and third, try to sound authentic and personal when scheduling tweets, just like you would if you were live posting or talking to someone. Don't make it sound like a corporate branded message. I mean, unless you are a corporate branded message, but even then you might not want to sound like it. So anyway, what are the tools that they recommended? First up, TweetDeck. TweetDeck is actually a browser site. It's tweetdeck.twitter.com and you log in. Um, but it has multiple feeds that you can open up so you can watch different lists or watch different hashtags and you can also use it to schedule tweets. 
it's very handy, um, especially during like Twitter pitch contests and that sort of thing. Or if you're going um, to a convention and you just want to tweet out your schedule, hey, I'm about to be here. I should really do that actually. Um, wait, that requires picking which panels I'm going to ahead of time. Don't always do that. So anyway, unfollow tools are also handy. What? What are you talking about, Morgan? Why would I want to unfollow people I'm trying to make friends? Well, there are people out there who will follow you, wait for you to follow them back, and then instantly unfollow you and forget about you by next week if they remember you that long. These people are using you to boost their follower to unfollower ratio. Um, making themselves look more popular and you look more like a fan. They're users and not friends. Feel free to unfriend them and move on with your life and adjust your follower to following ratio in a more favorable direction. Um, other tools to use, Hootsuite. Hoot like an owl, sweet like um, when, when you've got a room with a bathroom and a living room attached, that kind of thing. Um, not like a pantsuit. Uh, it's great for cross-platform scheduling if you want to have things go out at a certain time on different platforms. Um, another tool that was recommended is PicMonkey. Uh, another one was Trello. It's a project management tool. Confession, I've actually been trying this out intermittently, usually when I'm juggling several projects. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's great for keeping track of multiple to-do lists. If you're just stuck on one big project, it can get a little less useful because you feel like you're not actually making much progress. Um, another tool people use is Slack. That's actually a chat program that also has some file sharing and stuff like that. That can be good if you're coordinating like a launch team or just um, a publishing company or whatever. It's, it's a good management tool and collaboration tool. Uh, another thing that was recommended is falcon.io. It costs money, but I've heard it's good for campaigns, like book launch campaign kind of thing. Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Uh, it's an image making thing. It helps you format and it has a lot of free uh, image libraries and templates and stuff like that. That's actually what I use for my preview pictures. Um, you can use it for free or you can use the premium paid pictures, which gives you a much larger library to work from. It's pretty intuitive. I like it. So yeah. Uh, another thing is Facebook pages and groups have scheduling. They recently tried to hide them from Facebook pages. Um, but if, especially on the website, if you go to other, it's one of the options in there. It's a little tricky to find as of like two weeks ago. Thanks Facebook for making things harder. You want us to use pages and yet you keep putting impediments in our way. You want our money, we get it. Um, and of course there's always just old school, a folder with a bunch of pictures in it that you just upload 
when you feel like it, or a list of tweets that you'll share later when the time feels appropriate. Do pay attention to the news. Make sure you're not tweeting something that doesn't go well with what's in the press that day. So that's a lot of social media. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Four ways that social media is bad for writers. Now, obviously, one, it is a huge time sink. Time spent on social media is time spent not writing or editing. But it is time marketing. Uh, secondly, it is so active. Your feed is very rarely still. It's very distracting. You keep getting notifications, all that stuff. Third, when you're not feeling social, it can be immensely draining. Introverts, you might not believe this, but extroverts can find themselves not wanting to go out and deal with people. Really? And fourth, you'll find yourself comparing your progress to other writers' successes. No matter how bad of a day or good of a day you've had, someone on your author feed is probably having an amazing day, a book launch, um, an agent offer, a publishing offer, thousands of dollars being given to them, hand over fist. You gotta remember that you're seeing their highlights feed and don't compare an average day with their best day. So let's go back to the general question, friend or foe? Should authors do social media? If you don't want to, don't. The resentment of feeling forced or begrudged will bleed through and you won't come across as genuine. Um, it can be a useful way, though, to get to know agents and editors in the field. But remember that this is a small field. Everyone knows everyone, so be careful who you offend. If you do do social media, quote, what one of the people quoted, look after your name and your name will become your currency. Your brand is your name when you're a writer. Everything you do will reflect on your brand. Tweets from 10 years ago regularly come up in the news. Debate if you want to politicize your career. Many people do. Many people avoid it like the plague. Decide if making a political stand is right, is the right choice for you and the choice you can live with. If someone upsets you and you have thousands of followers, be careful what you say. You don't want to abuse your power and have all your followers descend upon some small time person with like 20 followers. You won't come out clean. You'll look like a bully. And are you the type of poster or tweeter who shares rants or well-researched articles or both? Only you can decide where you spend your time and energy and what sort of image you choose to share and project with the world. Let me know in the comments below, what is your favorite social media platform and what tools do you like? What tools do you hate? Let me know if there's anything we missed. I mean, even with two panels, there was only so much we could cover. 
I think my intro to social media is like six posts long. Um, so thanks to the panelists at Worldcon 2019 for all these tips and tricks and opinions. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.